Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. This is, of course, uh, Nabade, your usual host, because you heard Sakib on the inside. Apparently, Sakib was great, by the way. So if you want me out of a job, then uh, head over to No Ratings Pod and let the people know I ain't going nowhere. I was busy at Amir's wedding. He had Vincent Company at his wedding, which was absolutely outstanding. So go and... He had Vincent Company at his wedding. Uh, Pardon? Did you guys hear the first I saw time? the story, but that was Umair's wedding. Yeah, yeah, he actually had Vincent Company at his wedding. Well, it's an Umer's and Man City Umer's going to tell, Umer's gonna have to come on and tell wow. him. Yeah, Vincent Company at his wedding. I mean, I now I've got to get Arsene Wenger at mine's. It's time to be set high now, isn't it? Listen, if I'm not invited to that wedding, Babs, we will be having words. <laughs> no, um, we need to find a girl first. <laughs> yeah, listen, as I've said many times on the No Ratings Pod, Muzmatch, Deal Mill, all of you apps <laughs> Deal come Mill. to us, we'll make something happen, you know what I mean? Um... Uh, Hamza's also here. Hamza, how yeah, are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Thank you for the invite, man. It's a pleasure. Thank you so oh, much. My pleasure. Uh, it goes by the name of Professor Hamza, Treble Champion on uh, Twitter. If you've not come across him, then what are you doing? Go and watch his content. Uh, James is, of course, with us, who is in disbelief about the Vincent Company story. Did you not look at Amir's last post? On no. Instagram? I don't, use, yeah, I, yeah. I don't use Instagram these days. I have my notifications firmly yeah, turned off. On I, spend, I spend enough time on Twitter to not need to go on Instagram yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, Babs. No, no. Um, all good, all good. Um, uh, I don't know what to say now. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit bamboozled. But yeah, ask the word yesterday. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Babs, it felt like Babs has never been asked how he's doing. It's been a whole like three weeks since someone asked him, Babs, how you doing? I've, I've had like next to no sleep. I, I don't know. I've had sleep and not sleep. I feel I feel drunk right now. So, but I'm not actually drunk. But I just feel drunk. When you came on, you thought James was high. You you think you're drunk, Hamza? You're actually currently babysitting, so I'm I'm guessing you're not under the influence of anything. That's no, wrong. no, 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 not at all, not at all, absolutely not. Mashallah, brother. Mashallah. That's what we like to see. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast make sure you uh follow and of course check the guys out on their socials as well um hams i'm going to start with you first man city arsenal man city lose we almost know what the arsenal boys are going to say so I, I, i'll let you lead the way for us yeah i you know it, it hurts because uh thing is coming to this game we, I, I have to say that like, listen our record speaks to itself like in terms of we've won the last eight years, we've beaten them 12 times in the Premier League. We scored 33 goals. We've only conceded five. And normally we beat them comfortably. And like comfortably, like literally. Like not 1-0, 2-0. We beat them 3-1, 4-1, 3-0. The thing about and, the old days. In the last... The old days. Yeah. But we, we, <laughs> we, we, listen, we, we, we came there to the game that a lot of City fans are always confident against Arsenal. They're always confident. I found it very like absurd if I find one City fan. We were all talking before the game. And despite City, you have to look at this. This is not the same squad we had. Like Probably we've lost 50% of the starters that started City main games. Stones was in. He's not fully fit. He was injured. And he's just come back now. So he wasn't fully fit. Uh, uh, we lost Gandwan and, 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 and Mares through the summer. We had uh, Rodri injured, uh, uh, suspended. KDB is injured for a long time and Stones was out. So coming to this game, City had to recruit new players, players from like Matthew Nunes, Kovacic. And uh, once we lost Rodri, it was a big blow because there's no one like Rodri. There's just no one like Rodri. And we've seen it from previous game, coming to this game. We lost to Newcastle, fair enough. I wanted to throw it away. I didn't 
I didn't want that congestion on that fixtures. So I didn't mind that losing that to Newcastle. But losing to Wolves... Was how arrogance mighty... in this man's voice. Nah, no, no, that's not <laughs> arrogance. That's how the mighty have fallen. Treble winners last season. Uh-huh. That now they're going, oh yeah, we can't cope with two games a week in the Carabao Cup. There's, it's no, it's like not, it's four not games that. in total. It's not that. It's not that, James. James, it's just the fact that we want to sustain the major trophy. We want to win the big ones, the Champions League. If we win the Champions League again and the Premier League again, it cements us like historically, like by far. No English team has ever done back-to-back Champions League. And no English team has ever won four in a row. And that basically cements us as the greatest team probably in, 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 in the league history. And you can't debate that because... And, and that would be outstanding. So, to me, I don't mind throwing the Carling Cup for that. But coming to the game, lose. I was surprised. We didn't look... Like, we, didn't take, we didn't take our chances, but we were not comfortable in the midfield. We kept getting counter-attack. So, coming to this game, I was telling Arsenal fans, you have to win this game. If you don't win this game with City not having the main players, then question has to be asked. Like, especially... Brother, 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 brother. Let me, let me step in. Arsenal, I know you didn't have De Bruyne or Rodri. Arsenal, you used Stones. Arsenal didn't have Martinelli at full fitness. Arsenal didn't have Saka. We didn't have Timber. We, we, Partey wasn't fit. We didn't have a lot of our players as well. Last season at the tail end, when, when Saliba wasn't available, you lot are crying going, oh, I can't believe you blaming Saliba for bottling the title. And now Rodri's out and you're going, we can't win a game of football without him. It's, no, come on no, now, come I, on I, now. Keep, James, keep the, James, same, keep the have... same energy. James, you have to look at the two midfielder we lost. We, If you ask most City fans, they will say, did we upgrade from last summer? Do you believe we upgraded from last summer? Uh, no, but that's that's your problem. That's no, not our that's problem. Like, I'm we not going to give you upgraded. any sympathy for this. It was Pep's choice. You still spent. How much did you spend in summer? We spent... Like, okay, you signed Gavardio, Doku and Nunes. Do, but Doku's not proven. And Nunes is not proven. And Nunes That's was your not... your problem. Uh, we, we, we're Manchester City. We should be going for top talents, but we went for Nunes who's playing at Wolves. Who wanted Nunes other than... Who wanted Nunes? Would you take... Would you start at your team? Yeah, but again, that that's that is your problem. Like your manager, no, but look, who is the you, greatest manager? You went manager for more established players as well with with Callum Phillips. Like you're talking about your backup number six that doesn't get used. Cost forty five million pounds. That's the same amount as Pi. So we have to actually talk about how City have spent that money because you've spent money. Nunes no, is like sixty fifty five like million pounds on the bench. hundred million. Like Grealish is on the bench as well. So okay, yeah, I sympathise with your injuries, but I think the context is important, as James said. Like last year. We went to the Etihad with Rob Holding and Haaland's dropping his hair like it locks it all out and everyone's flexing that. That's amazing. Rodri goes out of the team by his fault, by the way. It wasn't no one else's fault. That's it true. wasn't an injury. That's his fault. He strangled my man. That's his, you know, red card. And so that's for, therefore, you strangled. know, whatever it was, he, it's his red card, right? His fault. And therefore, he has to hold it. And the fact that you've got a £45 million player on the bench that you don't want to use, that's Pep Guardiola. But, but it's not that. It's the fact that we recruited a player that should have stepped in for Rodri. And poor Rodri. I don't feel... I feel sorry for him. For him to have played all those games coming to this game. When he got a red card, I was one of the few City fans. I said, listen, he needs a rest. Let the guy have a rest. But it's it allowed us and exposed us that we needed a fantastic DM. And Calvin Phillips, yeah, he's a good player. But 
is it the city is it the Manchester City quality? Is it the Real Madrid quality? Is it the Bayern Munich quality? That's the quality you know, we you should have signed. You yeah. should have um, you should have signed this guy. Um he's De- Declan Rice. Um <laughs> no, did, no, did you no, consider I... signing him? Declan um, Rice is what he he was man of the match yesterday um and wiped the floor with you like it was oh. That was the guy you watching him. Guardiola was must have been so upset watching him going because the reason why he didn't join City. I'm not hearing Pep goes. He was too expensive. I'm not hearing that he wanted to join Arsenal. The reason City didn't pursue is because his head was firmly set on Arsenal. City tried to persuade him by throwing money his way. He said, "To be honest, look, Mikel Arteta has got me around his finger, and he's gone. I'm coming to Arsenal. Ignore your money." Look, I'm sure City could have spent 150 mil, but if you were to go blow for blow for Arsenal, he would have joined us. And um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I guess, that's what history I brings you, lad. That's what history and culture and heritage brings you. I I, I don't believe that. I, I I believe that the fact that like that to there's no way Declan Rice. I would listen to Declan Rice, and he tells me any human being to reject the greatest manager in football history. If I told anyone, that's the this is an opportunity of a lifetime. People dream to be man. He's managed the greatest players. For you to tell me, the guy who's managed Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Schweinsteiger, Tony Cruz, the, uh, Xavi Alonso, Lam, and you're telling me that he chose Mikel Arteta over the greatest manager. That does, and to choose a team that's won the treble, that has an ambition to win the UCL this year again win everything again this year that probably guarantees you major trophy this year and you're telling me you'd want to say oh because of Mikel Arteta see the project I don't buy it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't buy that no way I believe Man City Uh, have this heritage of we don't offer that money we showed in the Van Dyke we will pull out that deal if the guy's not worth 100 if he's not worth 800 I don't believe he's worth 100 million I think he's worth 80 million the fact that you paid 105 million and I'll tell, I'll tell you, in the game, in that game, Rico Lewis, an 18-year-old boy who plays right back, comes to midfield with Bernardo Silva and, and matches your boy Declan Rice, for, who cost 100 and, 105 million. And you're telling me that this guy is a guy... I will say thank you so much. I saw what Rico oh, Lewis did. He should be dominated. Oh, he should do what Patrick Vieira do. Patrick Vieira used to dominate midfield against small boys. Why didn't he do that? Do you know, do you know what's funny, right? I'm, I'm hearing all of Hamza saying, but in the same thing. Do you know he's got his music playing on his TikToks? I'm, I'm hearing that in the background as well. <laughs> I, I, it's just, I can't, sorry, I can't. That's disrespectful. No, 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 it's not. That music is just so iconic. Like I'm hearing everything you're saying when the music playing as well. And it makes it, it uh, but look, I hear what you're saying. Look, but your view, I think you've, you're seeing it in the wrong perspective. The reason why Rice picked Arsenal over City is because at Arsenal, he's a centerpiece, he's like the main man. At City, you've got Rodri, and you've got to respect that he's not going to be a starter. And you're not spending that much money for him to be backup player. I think he would have started for you over Kovacic for sure, but he wants to be a starter at Arsenal playing as a number six, knowing he's a centerpiece of the project. Whereas at City, I don't think he'd be as respected. You look at Jack Grealish, went from being a star boy. At Villa, the main man, the respect there, and now at City, he's like a side piece. People think he's a, you know taken for granted now. So he's seen stuff like that. He's seen Calvin Phillips. How many English players has Pep signed and transformed them? Walker, Stones was signed before. Sterling, Sterling but I, I, I'm pretty sure these players are signed before he arrived. Players that he specifically signed. 
Yeah, he, I think... Ka- he, Ka- I think Carl Walker's the only one maybe forgetting someone here. Jones, John Stones. I'm saying Walker for it. John Stones. But again, I, 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 did he sign Stones or Stones? He signed John Stones. Fair Stones. enough then. There's, there's examples there, but the recent examples are Grealish, Calvin Phillips. Hasn't worked out. So Rice sees that. He goes, why would I want to go there? When Arsenal... I'm not saying he rejected really? the season. worked out. He just, prefer, he, he just preferred Arsenal. That's well, a simple fact. I, I, I just think yesterday's game, the way that Arsenal are talking about this game, that that literally, we pl- it was basically that game was won because of luck. Deflected goal. We lost that game because of a deflected goal of Ake. There's no doubt about it. Those times, yeah. I believe we were clear. We should have scored from Ake's chance. That Ake's, that Ake should have finished it. We should have scored from Alvarez. We had Declan Rice clearing from Vardio's header. You had, tell me a chance you had a clear chance on goal. Tell me one chance Humsy, you had a clear chance Humsy. on goal. You know, you know the saying, you don't shoot, you don't score. Um, you had four shots against us, which was the least in any game under Guardiola um, for Man City. So, yes, yes, it was it was a lucky goal, but we had more shots than you. We were better. We dominated the game. You but in, got... all fairness, in all fairness, though, James, City missed two big chances. You didn't have a big chance. So, I know it's it's like saying... Manchester United created more chances than Brighton and the City's chances. They had two set pieces in the first ten minutes, if I'm not wrong, and then basically created nothing. It it was it was the most underwhelming Guardiola performance I have ever seen. I I would say it's the most underwhelming performance from both teams in a big game. Can we talk about the second half? What 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 did City do in the second half? At all? I think at all. No, we, we had, at the end of the game, I don't know the possession, but we had 52% possession, you had 48 or something. We had clear chances than you. And, and In the first 10 minutes. Now, right? this, the, the thing that worries me is you say Saka didn't play. But Saka doesn't do anything against Man City. Saka, in fact, gets He scored against you last season. Every cup, every cup he got subbed at City because he was a worse player. We came to, to Emirates. We beat you so easily. Saka was... Pocketed by Bernardo, we brought Ake in, and then in another game at home, in our home, Akanji pocketed him. In fact, Saka never plays well against Man City. It's a well-known fact. Yet last year, so me. Yeah, but no Saka Arsenal player play usually well. Play. No Arsenal player usually plays well against City. That's the whole point. Like Martinelli but, is the only Arsenal player you could say usually plays well. But if you stick him in a team where we were playing better yesterday and he gets more chances in stronger positions, he is likely going to play better. Usually we get smashed by City, so he doesn't really have the chance to show himself. Also, possession in 2023, I don't want to hear it because Man United had a lot of possession against us and we still beat them because all their possession was in their defensive third. If you want to talk about a real stat, Hamza, talk about field tilt. I was just about to load up the field tilt. There we go, (laughs) which is how many um, final third touches each team had and it was about 66% to Arsenal. So you did have a little bit of possession, but most of it was just your defenders having the ball. We we dominated territory. So people get, people cry about the, the stat field tilt, but basically, if you're dominating territory, it means you were on top in the game. So, deal yeah, with that. In the second half, Arsenal had more possession, had higher XG, had more shots, more shots on target, more corners. Like in the second half, when the going got tough, City didn't turn up. But you Your can't... best player, Erling Haaland, had no shots on goal. I mean, yeah. does that not say something? If Haaland's going to be known as the best player in the world, fans are saying she won the ball on door. Yeah. Without KDB, where's his offering? What's he doing? Well, he's the top. Yeah, so apart from hiding his. 
No, I'm talking about in this game here, though. In, this in is this a big game, game yeah, without great. without your creator, without someone holding your hand, and you, you do nothing yourself. No, I, I believe great players often don't need to perform every single game well. He's the top scorer in the Premier League. Last year, he won us everything. Haaland can have a bad game, but he's a special player can turn up. Yesterday, the problem was there was no link-up. There was no that person that could drive the ball forward and set him up. I don't blame Haaland for that. I don't blame Haaland. There was no link-up. And I, I'm pretty sure Pepper's going back in the dressing room and he's still, hold on, he dropped Bernardo, who could have linked that play to play a six. But the issue is we didn't have Rodri's replacement, which I believe now it's exposed City to what they needed to do now, in hopefully in the January. Because without Rodri, how can we change our... And I think he's lost faith in Calvin Phillips. I think he's lost faith in Calvin Phillips. Because for if I'm Calvin Phillips and a right-back, 18-year-old, took my place in the biggest game, yeah, he shows me that faith, Pep doesn't have faith in me. This was a perfect chance. If Calvin Phillips was a City player, he would play this game. I think, didn't Calvin Phillips say before, sorry, sorry, as soon as Rodri got injured, this is the biggest week of my life. Exactly. And actually, like, it's it's actually turned out kind of, it's actually turned out to be Rico Rico Lewis's biggest week in his life. Um, also, we were talking about Erling Haaland. I do actually want to talk about this because um, I just loaded up his results from this season, his performances. There's a lot of different stats going around. He had a zero xG against Saliba, which obviously has been talked about. I want to talk about Saliba as well. Um, he also had zero xG against uh, Arsenal's defense on the 6th of August. So this could community be an Arsenal defense. Yeah, Community Shield. Um, so this could be a Haaland versus Arsenal type thing. But then if you look at this season, he didn't score or contribute in the 1-0 win against Newcastle. Uh, he didn't uh, score or contribute in the game against Wolves and he didn't score or contribute in the game against Arsenal. So that's three in eight games and those are definitely the three toughest games. Or certainly you haven't had the best results in two of those. Um Obviously, he scored against West Ham, but if I'm not wrong, was that a penalty, Hamza? Against West Ham, I think he scored penalty. I don't remember. He missed a I lot of chances in that scored. game. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he missed like four chances in that game. Yeah, his XG this season is... Uh, sorry, his, his XG converted this season is a lot worse than it was last season. Um, obviously... XG, just to put in, his XG this season is actually the same as it was this time last season when he yeah. put 17 goals by now, um, which yeah. is kind of nuts. And so I do, like, if your argument is there's no service, I actually disagree with that because clearly XG suggests the service is still at the same level or he's getting a similar number of chances. His conversion rate this season has generally been a lot worse than what we were used to last season. Correct. It, generally, he's missed chances, which he normally used to just... He should have scored probably... 16 goals. There's games that he's missed two, three up chances, open goals, even including Champions League. You're right, completely. Like, and I think it's a confidence issue sometimes. When you're going through this bad patch as a player, sometimes you just need that goal, a little tap in. And that's why when people say tap in merch and whatever, you need that little tap in two, three goals, and it gets you going. I think Haaland's going through this. Tiny patch, but surely, but surely you would say like at this point in the season he has had quite a few tap-ins already. Like it's not that he's, it's not that he isn't scoring goals at all. Yeah, like he is scoring goals. It's just that 
he's just not scoring them anywhere near to the volume he was last season. And this is where I think Babs Babs's argument and maybe James's argument, I don't know, but certainly people on social media, their argument is, well, actually, if he doesn't score goals, what else is he doing for the team? I think he does create, like, in football, not only that, he because of his physical presence sometimes, he allows other players to come in. So he's linked up play with Alvarez very well. Alvarez and him have played very well together. There's a couple of times that he's set it up Alvarez and Alvarez has scored. I'll give you an example. Was it Nottingham Forest? Another one again. He's assisted, I think, two or three assists. And also, yeah. not only that, he's involved. So in terms of his position is he can take out two or three defenders out of position. For example, he gets criticised that he doesn't score in the final, in the Champions League final, whatever it is. But in the Champions League final, if you follow the, the thing, he took out, because of his run, he took out two or three players out of the game. And people often are scared of him. People, are, they have to follow him. So he's, as a team player, I think he's, he also is involved in indirectly that I see rival fans are expecting this 20 goals by now or 15 goals by now, which I think because of last year, that's the only thing that lets him down. Because if Haaland comes, if he comes and scores a hat-trick next game, people are scared. Because the Burnley game, when we started scoring, people said, oh, there goes Haaland again. He goes, there's a guy, this is a problem. We'll never win the league because Haaland's with Man City. This is a problem. But then when he's not scoring, people are saying, ah, look, he can't do anything else other than score, other than just anyone can pocket do you know him. What, do you know what your Dawson description of him last time scoring? And Saliba now, people are saying. Your description of him without Haaland without goals sounds very much like Kai Havertz. You're talking about his indirect runs, him occupying the space, him making the defenders have, have to go up in it against him in physical battles. I'm thinking that sounds like that sounds like a certain Arsenal Arsenal striker. Um, so yeah, we I tell you what though, when Havertz came on, he made a few nice touches. So wait on him. He when Saka's back, I don't think he'll be starting striker, but he's definitely even in like 20 minutes showed more up front than he has um, in left eight for us for the whole time because. That experiment is, I'm not sure we're going to have to continue with that because he's smelling up the gaff, to be fair. But I just want to say one thing there quickly. He reminds me of strikers like Christian Vieri, people in Zaghi. They were great strikers. Fox in the box. They were they just wait in the box. Waiting in the box, bang, go. Those were wait, good. Kai Havertz reminds you of them? No, no, no. Haaland. Haaland. Uh, uh, Haaland. Oh. No, ha- Havertz. No. I was going to say, wait, Kai Havertz. Oh, ha- you said Pete Wayne Zaghi. I was like, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is probably Michael Ricketts at Bolton. But this guy, <laughs> but this, <laughs> this guy, this Kai Haaland guy, Christian Vieri, people in Zaghi, they are folks in the box and they go through, but they're deadly. You don't get a number nine. There's no number nine as deadly than him this season, I believe. And he's, he's only 23. Harry Kane. Don't play in the PL anymore, though, my friend. Yeah. Um, Did he say in the PL? I thought he just said there's no striker. There's no striker no as good as him. Who else do you think? Ozzyman? Who's another striker that's as deadly as Haaland in the world football? World of football. Kane. Okay, Harry Kane. Another one? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's a guy called... To yourself. There's a guy called Girassi as well, who I was I was doing some prop on my Twitter account. Say who Girassi, remember the name. He's actually like 27. He's... Marlian, I think. Yeah. Um, and he plays for Stuttgart. He's yeah, yeah, he's got like thirteen I think he's got thirteen goals in five in his last five games. It's mm. absolutely ridiculous. Um absolute bagsman. But he's one of the that's, that's an 
iconic purple patch for the ages because next season he'll be back down to scoring like five goals. Like Michu, innit? Remember Michu? Yeah. Michu like in the Prem. Yeah, 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 of course. It wasn't like, quite. What was it? 25 in the whole season? Next season, I think he got two. Yeah. Um, well, he did not get 25 goals in the Prem. You're, I think you got, I think you got 20 in the Prem. There. Nah, I, I, not even that. I reckon like, it was me. And, it was it was very high. Like I'll check, I'll check. Five is checking. I reckon I, I, sixteen. If that, I reckon it's like fourteen, I'm, sixteen. I'm saying twenty-one, eighteen, not twenty-one. No, the prem. Wait, what? Know. That was the most overhyped season ever. Then yeah, eighteen the prem. It's like twenty-two all comps. Yo, do you remember Amezaki in the raid? Yeah. It's that's so weird. So he had two seasons uh, at Viacano, then at Swansea. So back to back years, he scored fifteen league goals and eighteen league goals. And then just fell off completely. I wonder why that happened. Babs, do some research. What has he been up to in the, <laughs> in the years after? Babs has turned into Proddy. He's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a look at it. Research it up. Yeah. Um, tells you already there's lack of strikers in the world as good as... And Haaland's clear. Him and Kane. Of and, course. No, he's, he's a good striker. He's a very, very good striker. But your fans are starting to put him in conversations where they think he's a Ballon d'Or. Yes. Right? That means the best player undoubtedly in the world. And I don't think he is. I think he's up there in the conversation because of his goals alone. But best player for me is more than just best player. Having, having come off an era of Lionel Messi, I can't put Haaland as the best player in the world. It's just not my type of best player in the world. He's, a, he's the best goal scorer. He, if this, what's, the, what's the award for the best goal scorer? The golden, was it golden shoe, was it? Yeah, you, get, you can get that. But he, Yeah, you he, get the golden shoe. Yeah, but The problem is, you ask people, why should, why should Messi win it? Why? They say they woke up. They say, the issue, it's a World Cup. Then you say, okay, 2010, Messi didn't win the World Cup, but he won the Ballon d'Or. 2014, it was given to Ronaldo. Germany won the World Cup. Don't compare Haaland to Messi. No, but in terms of... Messi was scoring the most. He was assisting the most. He was playing the best. Watch watch Messi in 2010 and tell me that he didn't deserve the Ballon d'Or. But but why are we choosing Messi to win the Ballon d'Or? Is it because of the World Cup? Just for culture. Just for culture. No, no, no. I actually... actually I think in those four weeks in the World Cup, the level he reached is better than any other player has reached in all of their season accumulated. But then, that's true. That's true. But that makes us uh, believe. Anyway. It makes us believe that we should only select a Ballon d'Or winner on 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 the four week period. I understand, but then you take away what Haaland did. Haaland made City win the treble. The treble. No, he didn't. To win the champion. He was did. the highest top scorer in the Premier League. The probably he broke all the records in the Premier League. Most hat tricks. Most most consecutive goals. Most goals in a season. Most goals in the Champions League. Wins us the treble. Scores crucial goals for us. That wins us the treble. And then people are saying, "No, we we'll have to give it to Messi because he won the World Cup." But what about Julian Alvarez, who helped him into winning the World Cup as well? Julian Alvarez won everything as a player. Then, well, yeah, no, 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 no. We're all, we're arguing different things here. Julian Alvarez contributed to the World Cup, but he didn't contribute like Messi did. Messi contributed in nearly every single game. The level, I'm not saying the player who was the best player in the World Cup every time should win the Ballon d'Or. But what I'm saying is, what Messi did in the World Cup is not repeatable from any player that I've ever watched, ever. If if Haaland was playing for Norway in the World Cup, and Norway went on to win the World Cup, and Haaland did what Messi did, I would have gone, you know what, that, that guy deserves Ballon d'Or. Haaland would never be able to do what Messi did for any country. Messi, Messi was dragging bums like Enzo Fernandez to win World Cups. That's that's crazy. Nah. <laughs> it's Kuti Romero. I think that, it's, that statement's crazy. I think it's harsh. I think it's harsh. I think people, if they if they give Messi 
for only the four week World Cup. I've seen great players, R9 and all that, even winning the World Cup in 2002 for, for, for Brazil and all that. And listen, I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair for, for Haaland. It's just because of, I think, his popularity vote. Messi's only getting it, his popularity vote and what he did in the World Cup. Because any, I'm seeing the hypocrisy from fan base. In 2018, the guy who won the World Cup won everything. Varane was there. He won everything in the tr- the Champions League. Went to Wait, the World Cup. The best player, brother. brother. Mbappe won the World Cup. Yeah, they gave. Guess who they gave the uh, the Ballon d'Or? Mbappe won the World Cup. Mbappe was impressive. That's his 18 year old took France. He 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 had massive moments for France. He won them at the age of 18. People said, "No, you can't give him. He's too young." Do you know who votes? Hamza, do you know who votes for the Ballon d'Or winner? Yeah, journalists. Journalists Journalist and fellow fellow footballers know it's the best player from each nation. So they have a pretty good idea of who the best, the best player, player for each nation. Is. How does uh, that the captain, work? Sorry, the captain of each nation. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, Man, I was going to say, it's, be- it's a proper debate. Who's the best player in the Germany team? It's me, you know? No, 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 it ain't you. <laughs> so these guys aren't stupid. You're acting like they would never vote Varane to be... Let's not do the whole Jorginho. I love Jorginho, by the way, but let's not do the whole Jorginho. Because he plays for you now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what, what year was it? 2020? 2021, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. 2021. When just by chance, he was... Not not by chance. Look, he contributed, but Chelsea won the Champions League and Italy won the Euros. That does not mean he was the best player in the world that season. If England won that penalty shootout, Mason Mount would not have been the best player in the world that season. That's what's crazy to me. Davide Zappacosta, who won, <laughs> he won the Euros and he won the Champions League, should not have been the, in the Ballon d'Or voting. Just because you are in a team does not mean you are the reason why a team have won those accolades. So... Look, a lot of respect for Haaland, but as I say, give Messi one more for the culture and then oh, Haaland can start. One more for Hamza, the do you, Hamza, do you think that Haaland deserves a Ballon d'Or? I, I think it's unfair, yeah, completely. I'd and have Rodri over him. The thing is, the PR for Messi but, is But so do you high. think he's your best player, though, at City? I don't think you do. At the, the conversation he, people he used to say, Hamza, you bought Haaland to win the Champions League. I remember this conversation. Everyone said the same thing. You bought Haaland as a missing... Uh, piece to win the Champions League and if you don't win the Champions League then we will know the guy delivers a Champions League he breaks nearly every record and then people have to change the narrative oh no no he didn't win the he doesn't score in the finals he doesn't do this he doesn't do that he goes missing big game so people change the narrative it's just people don't want to the jealousy that people see from Haaland is immense but but Babs's question was do you think he's the he's your best player he's Man City's best player sounded like a politician I think the best player (laughs) me to me, the best player for Man City is Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri. There you go. So he's... Fair enough. Who's <laughs> second? So how can you be the best player in the world if he's not the best in your team? But last year, <laughs> for, for what he did last season, for what he did last season, was impressive. And you know what? I've always said in Ubaid about this. Not only we won the treble, I classed all the trebles. And that treble, what we did, was impressive. We thrashed Real Madrid. We thrashed Bayern Munich. We thrashed Leipzig. We went there beating teams. We humbled the European giants historically. Like, we were unstoppable. You could have even brought two teams. We were unstoppable. Everyone feared <laughs> us in Europe. Like, like yeah. we, enough, we were enough, enough trouble. To can, we, can we talk about the game, please? Yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, sorry, you're on cracking up. 
He said they could have bought two teams. In my head, I'm just picturing 22 Real Madrid players running around after Man City. I'm going, well, hey, Rodrigo, Vinicius, why are you not closing down? It's because Benzema's covering me. It's all right. Um, <laughs> just on this Ballon d'Or conversation, Babs, you brought it up. Um, who do you think should win the Ballon d'Or? You know, Messi. Why? What's the reason? That World Cup form proved that he's the best player in the world. And no one can reach that level. No one can tell you right now that he is not the best footballer in the world. When you watch that for performances there, and you watch Erling Haaland yesterday against Arsenal, you think he's the best player in the world? Man, you guys... Silence. No, I, I believe you can have... Great players can have bad games. I believe that what he's achieved last... No, but I'm not saying off one game there, but my, my point was... Sorry to cut you off, but Haaland is a very good player, but Messi proved to me why he's the best player in the world. That's what it's about, right? Who's the what best in the do? world? What did he do for the rest of the thing? PSG. PSG bought him to win the Champions League. He failed to win the Champions League for PSG. PSG fans booed him. He was, in fact, there was eight players that outscored him in, 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 in French football. And then people forgot that part. And they said, no, no, Hamza, we can't talk about that part. And if you speak to PSG, PSG fans, they were so upset with Messi last season. Last, They said, we bought this guy to win the UCO, to win as major... PSG trophy. fans hate... He never Everyone. did it. He never did it, whether you like it or not. But you guys want to take hey, his Neymar career well and forget his club career. Uh, I'm not, but but he proved why he's the best. You, you know, Haaland can't match that level. He, he's Haaland. Haaland's not. He's playing for Norway. That's the problem. <laughs> Poor Haaland's playing for Norway. And I'm no, so but he's curious. not. A okay, so if you put Haaland in the Argentina team, genuine question: If you put Haaland in that Argentina team, took Messi out, do you think Haaland does what Messi did? Hey, Messi. No, Messi's Messi. No, I, I Messi. <laughs> there you go. That, no, that's why he gets the Ballon d'Or. I'm only saying no because I'm Messi's only, Messi. No, let's not use the four-week period. We should use the whole twelve, 12 months. No, I understand. Months. I understand. Also, but can I just besides. can I just put in this talk about Messi being some scrub last season? I know he used his goals scored, but Messi's goals and assists were second in the league, only two behind Mbappe. So he got thirty-two goals and assists in the league which to any other player is a very, very, very good season. Acting like he was a scrub last season is crazy. So he did that, and then he did the World Cup, and then he's come to um, he come to USA, and he's just been waving his cock about and basically playing when he wants to. He doesn't even try, uh, and he's still been scoring a goal every game. Cra- now- craziest non-halal statement I've ever heard <laughs> on the podcast. I'll tell you one thing last thing. And then, I and then he got you, injured, James. and then his team started losing every game. James, Carry I on. promise you, I've always said this. I said it before the World Cup. So I said, Lautaro, if he plays, they're going up. If Alvarez... Oh, Messi's reputation. If Alvarez wasn't... If Alvarez... Alvarez coming in without partnership with Messi helped everything of Argentina. But because Messi's got... But that's the same with KDB and, and, and Haaland. He's the greatest. I yeah, believe but that's the same with KDB and Haaland. If KDB don't play Haaland, don't score goals. Yeah, but then, but I'm saying, like, Julian Alvarez, <laughs> Julian Alvarez helped Messi to win that World Cup. No, so my point is, yeah, they helped, but so did Erling Haaland. So that's it's the same conversation. It's just the fact that people are using this four week period to decide Messi and the, the recency bias, and people don't want Haaland because the PR he, he gets from Man City, I think it's not. It's yeah, but I, th- I actually think Haaland's PR is. Probably like the best in the league. Like generally, fans don't dislike Haaland. Like even us three here, we're not saying Haaland's a bad footballer, or we're not like hating on Haaland. Like I'm saying Haaland's an unbelievable footballer, brilliant goal scorer, 
But I just think, and I think me and Baz and James probably have a similar thing of like, I want the best footballer to be the best footballer in the world, to win that award. And in my eyes, I've not once watched Haaland and gone, he's the best footballer. I think Rodri is closer to winning the Ballon d'Or for last season than Haaland is. I said that on the pod like eight weeks ago. Mm. Um, uh, and I also think De Bruyne as well, to some extent. But De Bruyne is the one I'd say, yeah. Yeah, so then you've got two in the same team that I would regard as better foot- footballers is a terrible way to put it. but Because uh, Haaland's not a bad footballer, he's a brilliant footballer. But it's just, I just think Messi in those four weeks achieved something that we'll never see any other player achieve ever again. And I don't think uh, I don't think that's a bad thing to say against Haaland. That's more of just a good thing to say in favour of Messi. So you're going to nominate um, for the best player in the world to play for a hit plays at Inter-Miami? A player into Miami, yeah, MLS. Well, then you could say, well, then you could say you're nominating the best. You, you could say you're nominating the best player in the world who plays for Norway. If Salah went to the Saudi Miami, league oh in God. summer, it doesn't mean he's some sort of scrub all of a sudden, though, does it? It, it just means he's been paid a lot of money to be there. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's get back to this game. I want to talk about Saliba. Um, I think I saw Babs, I think I saw your tweet or your story about Saliba, or maybe you liked something, but basically people were discussing about Saliba being the best centre-back in the world. Um, he locked off Haaland yesterday. Uh, I didn't think that situation was a foul. I've, I've seen some people say it was definitely a foul from Saliba. Um, I don't think it was. Haaland actually tried to push Saliba over. So unless yeah. you, if you if you missed the game, uh, Haaland sprints into Saliba's shoulder and falls over, essentially. That's how I saw it, anyway. Um, Hamza, for clarification, I'm a Liverpool fan. Hamza scowled at me like, <laughs> yo, I've got three Arsenal fans out here. Um, Saliba, best centre-back in the world right now, Babs? Yes. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, as of today, he is the best in current form. I, I don't see why he's not in terms of the current form, but in terms of the best over the last year or so, I'd probably still say Diaz is better. I think Diaz is better for sure in terms of like what he's achieved as well, winning the treble. But in recent form, what Saliba's showing me at, at 22 years of age, he's got all the potential to be the best for a long time and enter that conversation and, you know, you know, eclipse the likes of Virgil van Dijk in terms of talent because he's got it there. As an Arsenal fan, I've seen what Koscielny at Arsenal and the Emirates era being our best centre-back. And he was a very good player, by the way. But he'd have those games against a big strikers where he'd struggle sometimes. Saliba rises to the occasion. And we saw it yesterday, matching Haaland. Not matching him, he bullied him at times. That's, that's, let's be real. That clip of Haaland going stride for stride and just getting dropped. Who does that? Who does that? William Saliba. You know what I don't like about this conversation, though? Why is it? Why are we only talking about Saliba that game? Nube, this is your fault because you're the one who introduced the topic. <laughs> this is your it's fault. Saliba and Gabriel. You've got to... People need to start speaking about Gabriel in serious conversations. Because... Brother, mm. I, I like Gabriel. Yeah. yeah? But... Between the two of Saliba and Gabriel, the one that has more bozo moments is definitely Gabriel. I know teams on the opposite end are not setting up and going, let's go down Saliba's side. They're yeah, definitely that's, going that's down correct. Gabriel. That's correct. But what I'm saying is, if we're talking about Saliba being the best centre-back in the world, Gabriel needs some serious, serious respect on his name because he goes blow for blow with Saliba apart from when he's making those bozo moments. And they are. They're perfect. <laughs> they complement each other perfectly because Gabriel is the more aggressor, whereas Saliba's more... Um, he um, plays the more sweeper role where he comes in behind and basically mops yeah. up. Um, yeah, I, as I said it on Twitter, I said I wouldn't swap our centre-back duo for any other centre-back duo in the world. I just think for the way we want to play with a high line, having that physicality, they are absolutely perfect for us and two brilliant players. And you and James Alcott said Lissandro Martinez was better than Gabriel. I'm not having that at all. 
Wait, what, what the? Why the? Why are you coming after me? Um, <laughs> when did I say that? He's got, he's got receipts. I think you did. Yeah. James, James definitely did on um, the Dragons Den. Yeah, very professional of me to have my, have an alarm on, but for those listening, I'm going to India tomorrow. I need to collect some Morrison shopping. Shout out as the Tesco and all the other guys. Um, um, back to this debate about Gabriel. Okay, here's a question: If you got rid of Gabriel last season and not Saliba, do you win the league? Yes, we do. Because, but we also got a left, left centre back. back. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a right foot centre back. Like you do, Rob Holding. Yeah, but he's uh, we got Kivy or Rob Holding. We do not speak about What's that the on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've spoken about Saliba a lot on this podcast. I don't disregard Gabriel as a great centre back. I just think I would have Stones. Sal- Saliba, yeah, Saliba is better. But I will say about Gabriel yesterday, what I liked is his emotional control. We're talking about Holland realised he, he got nothing out of Saliba. He tried to go Gabriel's side. And it worked for him last year, to be fair to him. But this time it wasn't iron. He got bullied again. It, it was very funny seeing Erling Haaland kind of getting put in his place. Because, I look, I, I saw the clip before the game, you know, it almost like, ah, Arsenal, we'll see how it is. And then he turns up and has no shots on target. Fires off blanks. What's going on, my friend? I can't believe that. The, the fact is, the, the fact that he got pocketed by Dawson. Wolves fan never said, oh, we've got the best centre-back in the world. Arsenal fans are now coming out there. Is it? Listen, D- Diaz better than him. Stone's better than him. I guarantee Konate is an animal. Konate. Oh, I'm, I'm oh my God. Konate, that guy, outstanding. Konate, Konate is decent, way better. Konate is absolutely top quality. Those are at least three I'm talking about. Saliba is good, very, very good. But you're putting on the pedigree of elites. Elites. Diaz and, and Stones have done it in the UCO nights. Big nights. That's when you meet real animals. The pressure's on you. No, no running away. People remember you. Yeah, that's the night you will, we will look at because Bav's put him on that pedestal. We will now look at. Okay, Bav said it. We're gonna watch him. I did say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write it down. Bav said it. And all all of that quotes. It's me. Yeah, I said it. Clip, this clip when when Saliba puts in a man of the match performance in a Champions League knockout game. We will be replaying this clip and say, where was Saliba on the Champions League night? And yes. then I'm just going to post it with a little um, Saliba Man of the Match logo trophy thing. Yeah, that's You will be there. <laughs> we have to be there. I don't think he matches sh- that level. He doesn't match the level of that top Konate. And, and you said Konate, my friend. So when you say top level and you say Konate, I can't take the conversation seriously. Konate Bro, is actually, so... Konate is actually unbelievable. No, but as in he's, he put he put Konate like in there willy-nilly like, yeah, Diaz, Konate. And Saliba doesn't get in the conversation. Why? Saliba does, but he's too... He, he's, he's impressed me. But you know one thing? I've watched him internationally. The whole French, the fan base of France, the, when he made mistake, him and Tolibo were absolutely atrocious. He had to be subbed 45 minutes. This is why Konates are special. If you ask French fans, they say Konate, we, they even tweeted, we miss Konate, where's Konate? This Saliba guy, where did we get him from? And I said, Arsenal fans, keep it calm, wait until your moment, He's not even lifted a Premier League towel. How can you call him the best de- best defender in the world? Come on, Baz. He got cut for me is. I mean, yesterday he pocketed the best player in the world. But we, we could talk about Louis Dunk having a fantastic month, whatever it is. We don't we say, yeah, oh, but Holland at least had a shot against him. He's the best. So I mean, Holland, uh, uh, we're talking about the most lethal striker in the world firing off nothing yesterday. No, no shots, nothing. Imagine imagine flying from Norway to watch that game and be in a city away and your best striker does nothing. He no. just passes the ball game and no no shots. 
Saliba is given nothing all game. Against Fulham, you conceded two against ten men. No, but we're talking about yesterday. You conceded one. You then had another. You had loans. He, he, he struck. You conceded two goals. Is it two goals? So you you're telling me the best centre back in the world is conceding goals. Left, right, and centre. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Hunter. This is ridiculous. Who's the best centre-back in the world, then? Uh, to me, I believe John Stone's number one. John Stone. When he's fit, that guy is top quality. Okay, what yeah. about Diaz? Do you like Diaz? Diaz is number two, yeah. When they play together, Okay, yeah. well, Diaz has conceded the same amount of goals as Saliba this season. That's true. So, now what? No, but so your whole your whole <laughs> argument is flawed. One, uh, what I'll say right, one yesterday pocketed Erling Haaland. The other was causing getting caused issues by Kai Havertz. No, no, Havertz didn't cause anything. Well, it just came on. Oh, who's just the winner? No, but but who's just the winner? Diaz. The reason why trouble, Champions League, UCL, Premier League, FA Cup, trouble. He's won everything. You are, he's been nominated the best defender in the Champions League. There's a reason. He's, who's better yesterday, though? What has Saliba done to be the best defender? No, who's better yesterday? You're telling me the only reason why Saliba's best. No, I'm asking you specifically yeah. just to offer yesterday's question. Who's better yesterday? Saliba was, uh, was outstanding. I'll give him yeah, that. But any player can. Dawson was outstanding for Wolves. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's Dawson gets a little praise. <laughs> Hamza's boy is actually Dawson Hamza, if Dawson played for Man City Hamza would be delighted that's his boy right there 39 year old Dawson's getting big shout outs by the way I think he's actually like 35 and I'm convinced he's Jeez. got a fake passport because he's been around for a minute he was at West Brom when Gareth McCauley was playing with him if you remember those he days he scored a brace Gareth against um, I think he scored against do you know they used to have four West Brom West Brom. do you remember that Babs? they used to have Jonas Olsen as well James was just desperate to get in some random note about Babs and James having a bit of bromance. Babs just went, shut up. Do you remember they had four centre-backs? <laughs> yes, I do they remember four they had four centre-backs. Olsen, they had Dawson. <laughs> Who were the other four centre-backs? Who were the other centre-backs? <laughs> Gareth McCauley. Gareth McCauley has that one. There's one more. Oh, uh, who's that one? Fucking West Brom quiz show. I know they had Stephen Reid at right um, back. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. They had um, four big centre-backs. Before Pep and Arteta, it was Tony Pulis. Oh, Ahmed Hegazi. Hey, guys. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> they also had Chris Chris Brunt playing left back occasionally. Didn't Chris they? Brunt, yeah, yeah, what a play that was. Four forwards. What a team, bro. What a team. Um, right, well, uh, I didn't expect to end up in a Ballon d'Or, Saliba, Haaland, Messi conversation. Um, but that sounds enjoy. right, though. Ballon d'Or, Saliba, Haaland, Messi. Is that conversation? <laughs> yes. It doesn't, though. It doesn't quite. Maybe one day. But that can oh, rise what? Ballon d'Or, though. Now I'm at the table. Mm. Mm. Hamza's ready to get it. James said it, and Bob said, "I will remember this." Hamza is getting a video ready right now, bro. He's got a, he's got the music loaded. He's got the elevator. Uh, I remember Declan Rice. Uh, there's pressure on him now. They put him on the pedestal. I'm watching every single game. I get Arsenal, <laughs> and the so UCL night is the day we're waiting for because this Declan Rice struggled against Lons Mendy guy. I saw him in midfield. He didn't struggle he against Lons. To say that Mendy, Mendy was the centre midfielder. And he's a man he was outstanding. <laughs> I'm watching Rice very closely. This Saliba Rice. Hunter, swear that swear that you watched Arsenal's full game. Man, I watched the whole game. I was watching. I said I'm gonna watch Arsenal's game. Hamza, were you watching that game with the glasses on or off? You know why? <laughs> no, I watch Arsenal's Arsenal's the game. Agenda, the agenda. I don't want Arsenal, Arsenal to win the UCO because once they win the UCO, they've won everything we've all won. So my my target is I keep watching Arsenal's game when they're playing UCL. I'm watching them. Because United have got it. Liverpool hate driven I've got it. 
<laughs> that's what I'm. Hamza, Hamza some of them used to be an Oscar. He's got a notepad out going, Declan Rice mistake. Is that true, uh, Hamza? Yeah. No, no. Are you I, want an Arsenal fan? Uh, no, no, no. Come on. No, no chance. No chance, man. People always say, oh, you got to use... Because I concentrate. I spend a lot of time, like, talking to Arsenal fans. A lot of my friends are all Arsenal fans. All my great guys are all Arsenal fans. So I'm always talking to Arsenal fans. That's the guys I'm always with. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. It's why he knows so much about Arsenal. <laughs> There's certain things you know about Arsenal where I'm going, why do you, why, did, why were you watching Lons against Arsenal on your spare evening? All my <laughs> friends would not send me voice notes, all this and that. Uh, yesterday, I had like more than like 30 voice notes from Arsenal fans. Oh, hey, I'm always talking about UCL Premier League, you're not going to bottle it. So I'm always constantly in, like, in, in communication with Arsenal fans. I'm always... I love it. Um... Just very quickly, while I've got two Arsenal fans and a City fan in the conversation, uh, how much of a difference do you think that makes to the actual long, long, long goal for Arsenal in terms of winning the league? Because I put a TikTok out yesterday, basically saying, "I think flipping Morrison's not leaving me alone." <laughs> I think that um, Arsenal last season lost the league when they lost to City in the FA Cup. I think I said that on the podcast as well because I think I felt like City got the edge on uh, Arsenal when that game happened. I think this time around, Arsenal now have the edge. Not over City per se, but more for themselves. Like They got past the mental block in the league in a difficult fixture where things weren't quite working out. And I actually think winning with a deflected goal gives you even more of a psychological feeling of like things are going our way. Um, so, James, you're a psychology guy. We have psychological conversations. I was just about to say, I was like, hey, you've been, you've been really thinking about the psychological aspects of this. I like it. You've been, you've been learning from me. You've been absorbing some information. <laughs> Um, I I agree. Um, not sure if I'd say City won the league in the FA Cup last season because the game we lost at the Emirates three one was very much partly down to the fact that we didn't have our best team and Niketia. That that day could have gone very different, as Arteta said it. The game was won and lost within either box. Um, but that game when we lost them at the Emirates, that game from there on we felt like City were the superior team and I think we, we felt some sort of imposter syndrome that we shouldn't be winning the league because they are the serious team. Um, I think that's a massive mental breakthrough now that we've won that because we go, hold on, we are at the big table. Actually, City, move over. We're, we're the top dog now. So we feel rightfully in our place now. We are currently second. There's, I don't know who's first, but they definitely shouldn't be there. Um those are the real imposters. <laughs> that is, I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a massive mental breakthrough. And these players are start. It's easy to try and make someone feel confident, but until they've actually done it and felt it themselves, that's when they'll know, okay, we're no longer pretenders. We are the elephant on, on the big branch on top of the tree, not on a little branch that's going to snap. So yeah, I think it's massive for us. I thought I was going to jump in. I was going to say, uh, fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, yeah, this year, man, we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do this. Title. Happening. It's happening. And we're, we're, then we're going to pull up the Etihad. And, uh, <laughs> so start, so start top the, gooner there. We're going to start, start, start the title we're parade. Start. We're going to make sure Hamza does all the videos. Oh no, they've won the league. How has it been allowed to happen? We'll be there. We'll be there. I think I think you're strong. I think you're strong, but I think the biggest mistake you've made, and I, I'm so I love it. Pep Guardiola's our manager. There's no way. There's no <laughs> yeah. way you are winning the league. There's no way. I, I the, the the way that I listened to Pep very careful in an interview. 
and I know Pep is a winner. He's a winner. He's yeah. that guy is a winner. He's obsessed with winning. When we are always down, he brings us. He brings us up. And I think the biggest mistake you made, and you've angered. And after even the final whistle, you saw our players got angry with you. I love it. I love it. That's what will they will remind. They will remember this. They will remember this. And when we face you in March, I think we'll be in you 100% because all our fan base are looking forward on this rematch that game. And I think January, February, you guys can't do two games a week. That's the problem, I think. I think whenever Arsenal have had two games a week, they struggle. And I think my threat is Liverpool. I'm scared of Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp is a guy I'm always wary about because I know this guy, when he gets his guy, his players, they're very dangerous. Me, Arsenal, have a fetish for this. I think they do. I can't lie. There is a fetish there. Like you see yesterday, at least there was some sort of beef after the game. Walker walking past the Arsenal coach. There was something there, and still straight back to the whole Jurgen Klopp. We get it, bro. You like them, cool, because they gave you some titles. I understand. Need your respect. Yeah, we like this. Where the where the real deal? That's what he's trying to say. Is where it? the real? If we get going, we're the ones to fear, and no one else. Get going, hype. Yeah, with Liverpool every season. Wait, what do you mean? It's, it's, it's false news. We won the league a few seasons ago. There's no such thing as get going hype. End of Fernandez hype. <laughs> and if Baller. we turned up the same team to Liverpool, like, if that's the same team we played with you, with Liverpool, in Anfield, oh my God. <laughs> with that crowd, we're being rolled over. We're rolled over. Cox. Cox. I hate no, they're, they're dangerous. I hate how you lot speak about Liverpool. It's actually pathetic. Well, but wait, what's, what's bad about it? No, he's going, oh, if we rolled up to Anfield, whoa, Anfield, the well, atmosphere is such a scary place. Have so much respect for Liverpool and Jürgen Klopp. They're frightened of going to Anfield. <laughs> Literally, every time they came, they have to go there with it's KDB. Worse. It's basically... It's, it's what happens to you when you go to the Etihad. You know, you said right at the top of the episode, you said we, n- we never play well against City. City feel that way against Liverpool when they go, go to Anfield. Yeah, that's just how it is. It's mutual respect. But the way... the way he's still in the league title, though, so, like, it's not a bad, bad omen. True, if that's what you're into. <laughs> it's no, it's like, that... You guys beat them at home every year and they still win the title. So it's like, that's not the barometer. If, it will, if you're going to win the league title, it's not winning Anfield. Like, you can still win the league without that. True, also true. Thanks for that, Babs. Babs just went, shut up. <laughs> this is my game now. Babs has been the producer the whole way through. <laughs> um, right, that's all we have time for. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Apologies we didn't touch on some of the other teams, but it is an international break. There are insight episodes coming on Manchester United also Newcastle United as well uh, and there will be weekly episodes as well although I don't think I'll be hosting them because I'm going to be in India so Danielle will probably will be hosting those uh, make sure you follow the guys on uh, TikTok for Hamza for Babs as well actually not for James um, not on Instagram on Twitter follow us on all platforms at No Pod, and we'll see you next time peace